Welcome to The Blossom Experiment, a podcast in which we talk about authenticity, intuition, and intuitive living. My intention is to inspire and help you tap into your uniqueness so you can create a life that is meant for you and no one else. With your host, Camille Nerbo. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We are talking about the lucky girl syndrome. You've probably seen this on TikTok. If you haven't, it's this whole trend that's going viral or went viral in the beginning of the year and it's still kind of like going on. And it's basically about the mindset of realizing that life is working for you instead of against you. And the moment that you start surrendering and trusting um, life and the universe and that everything's going to work out for you, you become this lucky girl or this lucky person. We are chatting today with a very, very special friend of mine. Her name is Lise or Annalise and she is a Brazilian. We met actually two years ago on an online Facebook group and we've been connected ever since. We've never met in person but we just vibe off a lot of each other and we just really enjoy talking about deep subjects and we just call each other like once per month and we have like this very you know in-depth conversations about the universe and about surrender and about manifestation and things like that so I invited her to come on the podcast with me she is currently doing a work away in France and before that she was also doing a volunteer in Scotland so she's some that have always wanted to travel around and leave Brazil as well like me and she's now managing to do so and I just love how her life has been unfolding since she started applying this you know lucky girl syndrome kind of mindset to her life since the beginning of the year and she shares with us some of the mindset hacks and some of the things that she started doing and yes just some of the magical stories of how the universe can show up for you once you let go of the expectations and outcomes from the mind so yeah it's a very 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 cool and inspiring episode it's more like a conversation than anything else other like rather than a an interview and i'm actually really enjoying flowing with these conversations on my podcast so i hope you're also enjoying that I also wanted to give kind of like two little announcements. If you are someone who's really wanting to connect to the sensation of surrender and trusting the universe and connecting to your inner guidance and releasing all of the blocks and the fears that are blocking you or impeding you from connecting to that inner guidance and actually trusting that and trusting how to build your authentic life, your authentic way of doing things i hold one-on-one sessions they're called flowing inwards and they are 60 minutes all dedicated to help you connect your intuition to your inner guidance and to release somatically everything that's blocking you anything that's blocking you from listening to that guidance and to actually start understanding and creating a relationship with that authentic part of you so if you want to book a one-on-one session with me you can do so in the description of this episode you have a link for it so 
you can do so there. And also a very cute um, update in my life. I have recently started to co-host another podcast called Work, Wealth and Travel Podcast. And it's all about digital nomadism and things like that. And it's a super, super interesting podcast. And yeah, I was recently invited to co-host it and I love podcasting. So I was like, of course, I would love to talk about my story as um, in being a digital nomad for the past almost two years now and I'll be airing those podcasts here on my platform as well so you'll be able to listen to this more um, travel-y part of myself and the digital nomad in me as well so that's very exciting so yeah without further ado let's just head over to the episode hello how hello. are you I'm so excited to have you here so thank excited. you for having me I'm very excited Thank you so much for being here. So I was actually reflecting today and we've known each other for two years, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Because we yeah. met online. So we've never met in person. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we've met online two years ago and we've been connected ever since. Each other. I do remember because so we were both in the manifesta ba Manifestation Babe group. Oh, Yes. On and you, yeah, and you wrote about like wanting to leave Brazil or something like that and travel. And I was like, ah, I'm the same. And then we did a call because you were even thinking about working with me yeah. on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And then we ended up like becoming really connected because we are very similar in a lot of sense. Yeah senses so yeah so it's been two years since we connected for the first time and in two years our both of our lives changed so much so much yeah but before we start talking about how much our lives changed and how much we trust in the universe <laughs> I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your background about you as a human and also how you became the unique person that you are today Okay. Well, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Um, so as of right now, I'm in France. I'm doing a mm -hmm. work away. So I'm in the French Alps and I'm looking over a chalet, like a ski chalet. And I came here at the end of the season, the ski season. And then I'll be here during the spring. And I don't have plans for after. I'm Now there's some things that are coming to mind and I'm like, oh, I think I would like to do that. There's some things that I'm like, There's an idea of what I want to do after, but I don't really have any plans. Um, I spent the last year in Scotland at a community for people learning disabilities, doing some volunteering. And before that, um, I was back in Brazil. I went to uni there for four years. I went to uni for physical education. And I was working kind of like half uh, part-time in a bar as a waitress and part-time at a company for ecotourism so taking groups on hikes and waterfalls and things like that it was a really really cool experience and I love I love my home I love my parents and my my sister like I actually do like being at home with them I love my dog but I never felt like even growing up my mom always says like she always knew that I was just gonna go away Mm -hmm. um, I never <laughs> felt that sense of home and connection with the country, with the culture, with 
where I grew up. Um, and I met this guy in when I was in Scotland, and he's also from Brazil, but he's from a different part of Brazil, and his experience growing up there has been very different because I'm from a big city, rel relatively. Um, and he grew up in the countryside, and we just have very, like, it was really cool meeting him, and he loves Brazil. He has this connection with the people and the culture. And meeting him was really awesome because it really opened my eyes and changed my perspective on just general Brazil. And yeah, that has in been what really sense? In like a good No, in a like good in way, in a really good way. Okay. Um so it has been nice to see my perspective and change in that sense. But I also now am learning so much more about myself and I think there's a person the other day that said that I'm a citizen of the world. Mm -hmm. And I actually, oh I God. agree with that. I see that. And I think I really identify with that. Like, I think I'm just one of those people that I'm out here and I'm going to meet incredible people all over the place. And I'm going to live in very different places, doing different things. And, and that's what like home is going to be at the end of the day is going to be me. And it's going to be yeah. life, just life. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I have been doing some traveling. Don't really have any plans for the future. But at the same time, a month ago, I did not know that I was going to be here. Yeah. Um, and everything has been unfolding. And that's what we're going to get into. But everything has been unfolding so magically and amazing. And I can't, I can't wait to get into it because it's life has been so amazing lately and I do think it's all because I decided to just trust and surrender and like okay let's see what happens because I don't really have anything to lose so and it has been yeah. just magical the thing that you said about like not feeling at home in Brazil and not really identifying with the place or feeling aligned necessarily with the place it is something that I think both of us share and I think we yeah. connect a lot on this point and I think it's something that moved both of us to create this new path for ourselves in which we could find a place or find a sensation that would make us feel at home and mm -hmm. it's really curious that you're talking about this like from a gecko because As I told you, I'm co-hosting another podcast right now, and I'm super grateful for it. By the way, it's the first time that I'm mentioning this on this podcast. So I'm co-hosting this other podcast and in which we talk about being a digital nomad, blah, blah, blah. And we were discussing this yesterday, how we don't really like the word, like the expression digital nomad and how much she was preferring way more to call herself as a global citizen. So it's really curious that yeah. you used that exact expression. And we talked about this sensation, this idea of home. And I think that a lot of people say like, you know, home is where you are. But at the same time, when you are so inside of this feeling it's so challenging to actually find that for yourself, you know, it's so hard to find that sensation of home inside of yourself even when you're, you know, traveling and you are alone. So I totally, totally get that, um, I totally get that, that sensation as well. And I think that I would really like to know if you have found any ways for you to feel that more often or how do you ground yourself in that feeling of being at home when you are 
traveling alone for me it has been through routines and through like specific things that I've done throughout my entire life that have that has grounded me into who I am because you know there's something that I say like when you're traveling and you're meeting new people every day every month or whatever you're in a new place you can easily just like make up an entire new life and just become like totally disconnected from your identity so I could easily go and say like hello my name is Catherine I were I am a an, a ghost writer and I've launched like several businesses and I co-wrote you know like this famous book you know or like I'm a chef or I'm a you know, I could invent, like, completely yeah. make up something about myself and then believe it <laughs> and be completely, um, mis- like, uh, disconnected from the physical reality and from my identity, you know? You're, like, you never know because I don't have my family, my friends here to ground me into who I am. So it's really, like, a huge challenge to just be there with yourself and know who you are every single day, but at the same time, keeping this space for you to become something new at the same time, you know? So I think it's like allowing yourself to transform, but at the same time, keeping yourself grounded into who you authentically are, you know? So yeah, I would love to know what do you, what have you been doing to ground yourself into your quote unquote home? Well, I always had a big, um, like a strong practice of being with myself. So I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm very, very comfortable with my own company. I'm very comfortable alone. I enjoy spending time with myself. And I always enjoy doing things like writing, like journaling and doing yoga and meditating and things like that. I like getting into my mind and figuring myself out. I like I like just talking with myself. Um, so things like this. I don't have like a routine. And I don't necessarily would call them rituals, but I have these things that are in my life and are a big part of my life and have been here for so long that I don't even remember what the process of acquiring them, like the the habits, because they're habits. Um, I don't even remember how that came to be, but I think that is a big part of me being okay out here. Um, but then I also think like when I, when I moved to Scotland last year, um, or the year before now, um, it was a very, like, it was an amazing experience overall. When I look back, I'm like, I'm very glad that I did. And it was amazing, but it was very, very difficult on me, especially the first few months. Um, and the first like three months that I was there. I really put myself out there to be there for other people and to help. And I had this idea that I wanted to be the best volunteer they have ever had. And I really neglected myself. And I, I remember by my third month there realizing like I hadn't been journaling or reading or I think I did like I opened up my mat and did yoga maybe like four times in the three months that I was there. And for me realizing when by the time that I was there, by the end of my third month there, realizing that I was struggling so much because I just felt like I was losing myself. And I, in a way, it really was. Like, I was very disconnected with who I am. Um, but I think now, where I am now, I look at things a little bit different because what I have been doing, especially in the past three weeks, 
has been to dare, not dare, but like challenge my idea of who I am. Because one of the big things about this whole, I'm going to surrender to life and I'm going to trust life has been realizing that I don't always know what's best for me. Or sometimes I have, I have so many, we all, we have so much, so much conditioning and we have so many ideas of what's the best life for us or what's the, you know, like, oh, I want to dress this way or I want to appear this way or I want to be pursued in a certain way or I want to have these activities or I want this partner or I want to be in this place in my personal experience. And I'm going to quickly mention human design. Um, mm -hmm. If you don't know who, what human Please. design is, it's, it's brilliant. If you it's don't know what human design is, actually, I have a full episode on human design. I think it's episode 59 or, or 1661 in which I interviewed a friend of mine that is a human design teacher. So oh, yes. if you don't no. know what human design is, go save that episode and then you know just dive into your human design so that's that's a good resource i'm glad yes, that i have this resource on my because i love human design so please now you can <laughs> you can go ahead yeah. and talk about your human design <laughs> um and in human like human design is a quite complex um tool but one of the things that is a part of it is for you to be i i'm gonna go very like on top of it because i don't want to get into human design on this episode but it's about being a non-specific or a specific manifester and in my case i'm a non-specific manifester which basically means that a lot of the times it's not about me making a list or having clarity and knowing mm. exactly what i want it's more about me having a general idea of the feeling and just being like okay show me how good it gets and i've been exploring a lot with that lately especially since deciding like no I want to surrender and I want to see what happens because what I have been experiencing in the past since the beginning of the year is that a lot of the times I wanted something to happen or I expected something to go a certain way and it didn't, but it happened in a way that was even better or a lot mm -hmm. of the things that have happened in my life or in the past, like since the beginning of the year that has been, have been like the best thing ever. I did not see them coming. I did not ask for them. I did not try to make them happen. So right now I'm kind of exploring this idea of I'm not going to hold on to anything and I'm just going to see what happens. So even with like the littlest things, like I used to think I'm a person that doesn't like baths, like taking a bath. And now mm -hmm. since being here, I think I, I took like four baths so far and I'm like, I actually really enjoy it just sitting in the water. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's like little things that I'm mm -hmm. like, letting go of that or like I had this idea that I'm not, okay this is a big one that I've been exploring is the non-drinking so and I was mm. never really a person that goes out and party and drinks it's not really my thing it was never really my thing and since being here and having mind I came in during the ski season and if you have any experience with season airs and what the ski seasons are in the ski resorts um that's what it is it's basically a lot of partying and drinking i feel like any season like anywhere like high season anywhere yeah, like high season yeah. of summer in greece <laughs> like ski, ski season or in winter in like the french Alps. i feel like any season in the proper weather like in the weather that it is the season like in yeah. the sorry in the country that it is the season i feel like it's the same because <laughs> here it's the same but in summer 
<laughs> yeah. So, and then since being here, I have been exploring that because I love, I love being social. I love talking to people. I love dancing. Um, and it hit me some one day that I have this idea that I have to be this this good girl and therefore mm. I don't drink and I don't do certain things. But is it because I actually don't want to drink and I don't want to do certain things? Or is it because I think that the image that I'm going to pass if I do that? Or like, what is the real reason behind? So I think lately, especially in the past two, three weeks, I've been trying my best to like drop anything that's like, oh, but I usually do that. Or, oh, this is who I am. Or, you know, like anything like that. And I'm trying to just see what happens. Like, yes, maybe usually I, you know, how sometimes you say things like, oh, I'm not a runner or, mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't I don't eat this kind of stuff or I wake up late or whatever it is. Like mm -hmm. we have ideas of ourselves. And in this, I'm going to call it kind of a project, in this project of mine of being like surrendering to life and trusting and being open to it. I'm also open to who I can be. Because I realized lately, I have this vision board that I've had for a while, or like I change vision boards, but it's the idea behind the vision board is very similar throughout the past two years. And I've been realizing that I don't actually think that is my true vision right now. I think that's just what I thought my vision should be. And This, this whole conversation started with, <laughs> my friend sent me a TikTok the other day. Um, and it was like a granola girl um, outfit or something. And Please explain I, what is a granola girl. I, I can't really explain what's a granola girl. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> what is a granola girl? Because, yeah. yeah, like... <laughs> do you know what a granola girl is? No, we had this conversation, remember, but you had to explain it to me a little bit because, like, is it the van girl? I, I've... The what? The van girl, like yeah. the van well, adventures. It's, it's oh, okay. The girl, because it, it doesn't necessarily mean like that's a camping living in a van girl because it could be like a salty granola girl who's like surfing and leaving by the coast and things like that. But I think a granola... Honestly! No, but just, I think an easy way to explain it is a granola girl, it's kind of the opposite of a clean girl. You know the girl that does the, you know, the, the matcha and the Pilates mm. and has a minimalistic house and wears in New York. The, the neutral clothes. A granola girl is a girl that's out there getting dirty and wearing colorful things, doing nature stuff. You know, like, that's a granola girl. And I, I don't okay. think this is a good way of explaining. I'm sorry if, like, you're a person that identifies with that and you're like, no, this is not at all what it is. But that's just a general idea. Okay. But for the past three years, I've been this clean girl. And I mm -hmm. not, like, I didn't do it on purpose, but I real realized that sometimes people would point it out. Like, I had this girl the other day and he was like, oh, I was talking, she was like, oh, I was talking with my friend and we were like, oh, Annalise is such a clean girl. Like, she does her Pilates. She doesn't drink. She wears, like, the the glamorous, luxurious clothes. And she's always looking so, like, put together. And I, I would take pride on that. I would be, like, really glad to hear her saying that. Um, but then I realized slowly when I started, like, opening up myself and being like, okay, let me try to drop all my conditioning, even if it's conditioning that I put on myself, even if it's, like, rules that... It wasn't maybe necessarily like society that put on me. It was me. 
I'm going to start dropping them and see what happens. And I realized that I actually don't think I want to move to this fancy apartment in Paris and go to Pilates and, you know, m maybe I still do at some point in my life. I'm sure I'd love to do that. But I think for now, what I want to do is wear colorful clothes, go out and lay in the grass, maybe live in a van and travel across, I don't know, New Zealand. Like I'm learning so much about myself and how different things can be. Even coming here and doing the things that I've been doing, like two months ago, that was so unexpected and not what I had in mind. And then coming here has changed me so much, especially on things like when I decided to come here, my idea was I'm going to be alone in the mountains and I'm going to take time for myself. And I came here a little bit earlier than initially planned. So I got two weeks of the season. So I got to see the resort in action. I got to meet a lot of people, I got to go partying. I got to do a lot of things, but especially I got to live in the chalet with the family. And I realized, cause I have this idea that, and th this has been, I don't even remember not having this, like this has been my idea of myself since forever that I'm better off alone and I'm better, not just like in relationships or friendships, but just in general, like I like to be alone and it's fine that I like to be alone and I'm sure I'll enjoy being alone for the rest of my life. But I had this idea that I was better alone. So I would always try to look for the opportunity to be alone. And if people were around, I'm not very comfortable being myself. And I'm like, nah. and then coming here and spending time with this amazing family, I was like, I actually like, don't get me wrong. I still love being alone. But I actually like people. I love being around people. And now most of the family has gone away, but I'm, one of the sons is here and I'm sharing the chalet with him for a month. And I remember when they mentioned like, oh, so this guy's going to be moving back and you guys are going to be living together for a little while. My first thought was, no, like this is not <laughs> what I signed up for. I, I don't want to like, no. And he wasn't even people. someone that I... What? I don't want people around me. <laughs> yes. You're like... Yes. But also, him in particular, like, we have openly spoke about this already. Um, but him in particular, I didn't go with him. Like, like I didn't really like him straight away. And I was like, this is not going to work out. I don't, don't want to share with anyone. And I especially don't want to share with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it has been like a week. And well, when, when they first told me that, and I was like, no. Okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to just go do something else? Do I want to go home? And one of my friends was like, Lise, just give it a try. What if, what if, what if you, you end up not being bothered by him at all? What if you end up enjoying his company? Like, you don't know. The whole thing, yeah. the whole of the last three months has been life surprising you. Life could really surprise you with this. And I was like, you're right. Like I could actually see this being a big lesson of me learning to enjoy myself around other people or not be bothered. Cause he's such a, like, he's one of those people that is, we're very similar in that sense that he's keeping his own space and I'm keeping my own space. And he's very like reserved and we're very respectful towards each other. And I was like, okay. So, so far, not only have been really okay sharing it with sharing my life with him, but I'm actually really enjoying like yesterday mm -hmm. we had the greatest day. And again, it's just, I, I was outside and I was 
we had we drove down to the valley and we had like the roof to top of the car down and we're singing and we're talking and I feel extremely comfortable around him to just talk. And then I went on a walk by the park and we went shopping and we came back and we he made lasagna and we were eating and it was fantastic and I, I actually really like having dinner with him and talking. And I was like life just keeps surprising me. Like this a week ago, I would not have imagined that I was be, I was going to be feeling this way. And now I'm like, I actually love that he's here. Like when he leaves, I'm going to miss him. And mm-hmm. he has been teaching me so much about myself and what I want and what I think I want versus what's really giving me the feelings that I'm looking for in life. Um, so I think this is just me trying to answer that first question that was, how do you keep grounded? And I think mm-hmm. right now, I do have my practices, I do journal and I do my yoga and I go on my walks. And I think those are the three things that are the main things for me to keep grounded. But at the same time, I don't think I'm looking so much to be grounded in who I think I am. And I'm looking more into just opening up and seeing who I can be and who I would like to be. Um, And coming here has been an amazing, amazing opportunity to do this. But I think it's especially because I've been trusting life and not being like, oh, this is how I think this should go. And being more like, show me how good it gets. Everything is going to work out. Like, I know everything is yeah. going to work out for the best. Yeah. So let's see. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I feel like we could go into so many directions with what, with what you just said. But I really wanted to talk about this idea of not grounding into it's because energetically I see it but I don't think this word actually symbolizes it it's like okay it's not grounding for me it's like not attaching yourself to Mm -hmm. who you used to be or who you perceive yourself as you are but then I feel that is a grounding into your soul into your authenticity into your inner being because the more that you align to that internal and truthful and authentic part of who you are the more you allow yourself to decondition from the mind's aspects of who you are supposed to be or what you like or what you don't like and things like that and I love the fact that you mentioned the the thing with the drinking because I feel like spiritually a lot of people would go the other way right like "Ah, I used to drink a lot and now I and now I'm becoming this person who doesn't drink and I don't think that's it's like right right or wrong to drink or not drink I think that Mm -hmm. the important thing is that you're anchored to your authentic self and to your soul and that you are being allowed and you're allowing yourself to be guided by it and I think that it's so beautiful in your life to see how you used to have this like preconception about yourself and this and something that maybe at some point it was really your authenticity and then you were going with it mm-hmm. and then at some point it became only something about like the ego and how it wanted to be perceived as a good girl quote unquote and then it clearly like becomes something for the external so it stops being the the soul and starts becoming the mind and then 
you in this process of allowing and surrendering and uh, trusting, you were so connected to this part of yourself, the internal, like soulful, bodily part of yourself, that you allowed yourself to go into another direction. And then you chose to drink one day, and then you saw how much fun you could have. And it doesn't mean that you know, you're going to drink every day or you're not going to drink at all because it's not about the material things and it's about how you deal with them and how you lead them through your heart and your soul instead of through your mind. And I think that's such a beautiful experiment and also a way that it's like when you decide to live in that way, you drop so many limitations in the mind as well because another thing that you said about the human design, like, it's super interesting because we also had this discussion like human design and astrology and everything. They're super amazing tools, but at the same time, you also can become conditioned by them. Yeah. So I am a projector and I'm like, I can't ever send an, an invitation because like, I even was thinking that for myself. Cause like in seven days, it's my, it's my birthday no, eight days, whatever, like on May 11th, it's my birthday. And I really wanted to like invite my friends to go out for dinner. And I swear to God, I was like, but I'm a projector. Should I tell my boyfriend to invite them? No, but wait, he's also a projector. So should we, I don't know, should I not like stay in my home, you know, like really conditioned, like because of human design. And I think that's so messed up in a way, you know, that you are basing your entire life off of astrology, off of human design, off of Enneagram or whatever, instead of using those tools to support you, you're using yeah. them to hinge you and to close, sh shut you off. And it's so interesting what you said about the manifestation, because in human design, I'm a, in theory, I'm a specific manifester. And whenever I try to get really specific, I feel like I'm going against my body. Like I freaking hate it. I don't, I like, I really, really hate it. I hate like having to put an entire list of like specific things that I want because I have seen in my own life that every time that I focused on the feelings and on like macro sensations of what I wanted and then I let go of whatever the title or the name or the, or how it would look like, that's when life, surprised me and gave me exactly what I needed and what my soul needed so I'm always like whenever I'm thinking that I have to do something like a specific manifestation list or something like that I'm like I, I don't want you because I am I, like I, I don't want you manifest by my through my mind like I don't because it's yeah. so freaking limited I want you manifest through my soul and I think that this is something that both of us we have talked about a lot because both of us have tried to do like this mind manifestations use you know like pr programming and visualizing and doing the mood boards and everything like that and we keep being really really surprised by how when we lean into our souls how magical it can get and i think that it's really interesting because in my own experience with uh, traveling since i left brazil almost two years ago i had this one vision that i would go to Portugal and then live in this one city, like in this one town that was called Ericeira, like I talked about it on the podcast multiple times. I never ended up living there. And I went there just recently, like for one week, and I hated it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, if I had lived here, I would be so freaking depressed. Like I would freaking hate it. And 
I had no idea because my mind just loved the name of it. Like it had some weird obsession with the name because it thought it was a cute name <laughs> for some reason. And then it just became obsessed with the town. And I ended up not going there. I ended up going to Lagos where I met like specific people where I met my roommate where I ended up leaving for four, five months and it was the perfect place for me to be in. I got like jobs there, you know, like I met clients, I met partners, I met friends, like really soulful friends. And it was the perfect place for me to be. But I didn't have this in my awareness because it's the mind. It's extremely limited, you know, like it doesn't know all of the places yes. in the world while the soul knows all of the places in the world because it is all of the places in the world because it is oneness with all, you know, it is nature, it is France, it is England, it is everything. And we are not because like we as the mind, the mind is not, the mind doesn't know what's the best place for you it can dream about it it can have preferences but ultimately it doesn't know and i think that when you allow yourself to manifest quote-unquote or co-create through the soul you then lean into this place of trusting that the best for you will come because you are connected with your authentic and authenticity with your soul and then i think that my that life just becomes like this you know, really unknown but magical ride. And yes. I think that what you're doing right now is really challenging because there's so much unknown. Like the level of unknownness is dialed up really high versus if you had like a job and you were like in one specific city and you had an apartment, you know, like this like, quote unquote normal life. It you although it's still unknown because nothing is controllable and things can happen like from one day to the other and everyone knows that, but you, that you still have like a certain level of stability or security. And right now you are living like really an unknown life, you know, and the mind can get really, really in the way. So, and I think that in saying that I would love for you to, Tell us if you've ever even thought of about that, but just something that occurred to me, because I feel like whenever we want to live in the surrender, surrendered state, what impedes us, what blocks us is the mind and the, and the mind's fears of that, right? So you have to work on releasing a lot of the blocks and a lot of the fears around the unknownness and things like that. So I would love to hear from you if you, how have you been releasing the fear of the unknown or, or how have you been dealing with the unknown how have you been learning to deal with the unknown yeah in your um, journey i feel like there's so many ways that i can approach this um a few go years with your ago, intuition like a couple years ago i read the the surrender experiment and me and cami have a couple times talked a lot about it and i remember i i i got it because i saw a recommendation on Instagram for people that are two fours on human design. And I was like, well, might give it mm. a try. And I really enjoyed reading that book. Um, it's called the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. Michael Singer. Yeah. You're a two four. I didn't know that. I'm a two four too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember reading that book and thinking it was fascinating, but disagreeing with a lot of it and being like, and we have had this conversation many times before mm. of being like, well, 
yes, like his life went a completely different way and everything worked out and it was great. But at the same time, like, as I was saying, like, I have this idea that I want to be alone. Like if I had land in the woods, I wouldn't want people coming over and building stuff, <laughs> you know, just taking over and creating a community, like, you know? So, and I remember reading this and this was a couple of years ago and being like, I think it's amazing and maybe I would like to try, but at the same time it's like, mm, I'm not sure. It's not really for me because I do have an idea of what I want and I don't really want to let go of the idea of what I want. And well, years went by at the beginning of this year. I think it was like the 4th of January. It was very early on. There was on TikTok, this big lucky girl syndrome trend you've probably seen it if you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it it's basically the idea that if you keep telling yourself that you're a lucky girl you're going to become a lucky girl and things are going to work out for Mm -hmm. you so Mm -hmm. and I remember sitting in the living room watching a couple of those videos and being like I'm going to give it a try and this is going to be my challenge for January because I like I have this thing that I like to do like every month I do like a little challenge so oh this month I'm going to meditate every day this month I'm going to, you know, and I have little things like that. And I was like, maybe this is going to be my challenge for January. I'm going to tell myself that I'm a lucky girl and everything works out and see what happens. And it did like, for me personally, it didn't come from nowhere. Like I grew up with the idea that I am very lucky and that things do work out for me. So I already have that as a subconscious belief. I, I know that to some extent, this is already part of me, but I was like, what if I do it intentionally? What if I go around intentionally being like, no, everything works out for me because I'm lucky. And the whole lucky thing lasted a couple weeks until I realized I don't actually like the term. So I'm just going to keep saying everything works out for me because it's meant to work out for me. And I kid you not, January was the craziest month of my life. Like things started happening so quickly, so magically. Um, at the end of January, I was traveling to Denmark to visit some friends. And then I went to Sweden to visit a friend that I hadn't seen in seven years. And the whole thing, like the whole month, it was amazing. And especially yeah. the trip while I was in Denmark. And me and my friends would just kept going around being like, oh, we're so lucky. Everything works out for us. And everything would work out for us. But yeah, I really wanted it, you to tell us the story if you were going because uh, you passed by it like quite quite quickly. But I really love the story because you were going to travel, so you were traveling to Denmark, and then you had one day that you didn't know where you were going to stay, yeah. but you kept surrendering. Like I really want you to tell the story. Yeah. Okay. So I, at the middle of January, I was like, again, I was in Scotland. At this point, I was in Scotland for six months seven months um and I no a little bit less but I was struggling being there and I kept changing my mind like do I want to stay do I want to quit and go do something else like you know and I was I was not feeling great but I was starting to feel great like I had been feeling really shit for I don't know the last six months but I was starting to feel good again and I was starting to get that sense of things are gonna work out and life is good And I was talking to a friend, a friend called me and she was like, she's from Denmark and we were talking and she was like, oh, you should come and visit. And I was like, yeah, I should, I should take a break from here and go visit. So I decided to take two weeks off 
and go to Denmark. And I have a couple friends there because a few years ago I went to school there. So I know some people across the country. And I had three friends that I was going to visit in three different cities. And it fit almost perfectly that I was going to stay with this friend for five days, stay with this friend for five days, and stay with that friend for five days. And like I decided to go very quickly. I bought the tickets. I organized everything. It was very like spontaneous. Like it was a week before I went that I was making the plans to go. And then I think it was two days before I left to go to Denmark that I realized the the second friend I was going to stay with and the third friend that I was going to stay with, the dates, it's not that it wasn't aligning, but I was going to be in Copenhagen for five days. And then that was my plan. And then go up to Lukbe in for another five days. But the friend... the friend in Copenhagen, she was going to go away for a trip and the friend in Lugbe was not going to be back. So I had like a weekend and I was like, okay, what do I want? Like, this was like two days before I left. I realized, okay, I don't mm-hmm. really have anywhere to stay or any plans for, for those two days. And I had some options. I could get a hostel. I could stay with another, like other people, but I was like, well, I'm not sure. And I remember talking to a friend in Scotland and them already being used to like at that moment I was like every day I was going on and on about how everything works out and <laughs> and I remember talking to her and being like you know what it doesn't matter because everything's gonna work out like life is gonna surprise me with something awesome I don't know what it is but I'm trusting like everything's gonna work out there's no worries a few hours went by and my Sweden friend my friend from Sweden and have in mind this girl she we met seven years ago when I did my first exchange program in Michigan and she's my person. Like she was my best friend, my family. Like we were so connected, but we haven't seen each other since because it never worked out. Like when she was around Brazil, I wasn't there. When I was around Sweden, she wasn't there. Like we were traveling. We kept missing each other, but we, once a year we speak, we don't speak that much anymore. Um, but then she called me and we were like talking. We haven't spoken like a year. We were updating each other and she was like, well, now I'm in uni. So I'm going to stay in Sweden for the next three years, four years, whenever you want to come, like every weekend, really, I can have you. (laughs) And I was like, well, you know what? (laughs) Next weekend I'm going to be in Denmark and I don't really have any plans. And she was like, well, you could take a bus up to Sweden and come stay with me. And I was like, yeah, I could. And then we just, she opened her computer and we started looking at tickets. And and within that hour, I had decided to go up to Sweden and see her. And I was pumped. Like, this was, like, I, there's I no better way that the universe could have played this. Yeah. And I remember going back to my friend in the house and being like, okay, so you guys not, you're not going to believe what happened. I'm going to go to Sweden to visit my friend in those days and this and that. And I remember them being like, how are you doing this? And I was like, yeah. I don't know, but it's the universe is trusting. Everything's working out. I'm so lucky. Um, and everything worked out so perfectly going on that trip. I ended up staying a little bit longer in Sweden with her. Um, but everything worked out so perfectly. And during that trip, like for the two weeks that I was there, 
best time of my life. Like everything worked out. But then again, in so many ways that I would have never, as you said, like my mind, I would have never thought of that, like figure that out. It was really about just show me how good it gets. Because that those were my two quotes for that period that I was like really into the lucky girl and trust in life. I would every day be like, show me how good it gets. How can, how great can this day be? And knowing that I'm so lucky everything works out for me. And so, yeah, it has been amazing. And I think putting, initially putting that, that out there and being like, okay, everything works out for me. Show me how good it gets. And realizing that the things that were, were coming back to me were not necessarily what I expected or maybe I didn't expect them at all, or maybe I wanted something different. Um, and realizing how life was surprising me in ways that, again, my mind would not have been, been able to make it up. I think that really helped me, like encouraged me to be like, okay, there's, I, I know very little compared to what the universe knows. My mind, I know very little. So that's the one thing that, the starting thing of me realizing that it's about, I wanted it to be about me putting out there and trusting. And I remember being in Sweden and leaving. I was like, on the day that I was leaving, my friend was like, okay, so what's the plan now? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I have no idea. And she was like, "How? that's so exciting. And I was like, right? Like, it's the unknown. And don't get me wrong. It's very scary when you have like no plans, no home, no, no idea of what you're going to do. It's very, very scary. But it's also so exciting so exciting and I think that's the thing about the unknown that I have been learning so much like recently this year it is a very very scary place not scary but it's like you it, it is it, you you do get nervous about it because it's the unknown you don't know what's going to happen your body your body's constantly trying to make sure that you're safe and what is safe is the known so that's like even if it's like the, the simplest, safest thing to do, because it's the unknown, it feels very scary. But I think every time I would feel that, I would just get reminded, okay, but how exciting it is, the unknown. Yes, exactly. And here and so far of realizing that I want to surrender to life and I want to see what the unknown holds because I think it's beyond anything I could ever imagine like as of right now um I might be going to Asia to do a backpacking trip with one of my friends from Denmark in August to October and when I tell you that before like when I left Scotland Asia was never on my mind backpacking mm -hmm. never on my mind doing it with Maya that girl I would have not thought of this and then the other day we were on a call and I was like, oh, I've been thinking a lot about Asia because I met a lot of people here when I came, um, other travelers, other like seasonaires that were talking so much about Asia. And I was like, why is Asia popping up? Like I've never thought about going there. And now it's like everywhere around me. And I'm starting to think maybe I would really enjoy that. And I was talking with this friend of mine and I was like, yeah, I don't really have plans. I don't know if I want to go back to Brazil now. Like, I don't know what I want to do, but Asia has been on my mind. And she was like, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about backpacking in Asia. But I was like, well, do I want to do it alone? And I was like, mm, maybe we'll do it. we could do it together. And now we're like, yeah, let's do that. So in this past week, this opportunity, this idea of doing this came up. 
And I would have never thought of that. I would have never thought of going backpacking in Asia. I would have never thought about asking Maya to do it with me. It was all kind of like me opening up to the universe and being like, okay, I have no plans for after this, but I trust you. Show me how good it gets. Yeah. Like, yeah. just guide me. Guide me and yeah. I'll, I'll be open to it. And then life keeps like giving me these amazing, crazy opportunities. And it's teaching me so much about myself. It's teaching me so much about life. And I think it's slowly, like little by little, really helping me, like encourage me to strengthen this belief that the unknown is a magical place and life yes. is just magical. And if I just let go of the ideas and just be like, okay, I surrender, everything's going to work out. Like everything is yeah. working out and it's, it works out in like, it's even more amazing than anything that I could ever imagine. So yeah, that's what I'm doing now then. Yeah. And I think that one thing about the unknown is that at the same time, that is all nothingness is like nothingness and allness in one, because the way that I see the unknown is like this void, you know, it's like this, dark like the as if like you are left as like a mini astronaut in the middle of the universe you know you're like it's the void it's like everything and nothing at the same time and i think that depending on your mindset and the way you, that you perceive or you that you decide to perceive the world you can either perceive it as this is everything and this is all possibilities yeah. in one or this is nothing and i'm lost and I don't have, you know, any direction. And I think that I remember that when I actually um, left, like when I ended finished my college years, I remember being in therapy and I told her like what I can see like energetically the way that I read this situation is like I had steps in front of me and they were really defined and really light up, you know, like lit up. And I knew exactly where I was going. Like since you were a child, because you're like, like school and then high school and then college, you know, and then after you leave college, you have all of the possibilities and everything. And at the same time, you have nothing and everything because this, because you don't have that path of like the little steps put in front of you anymore because you don't have to be anywhere for some, for any reason at all. But at the same time, you can create everything. And I think that when you are in the unknown, you realize that actually life is already the unknown, but we put these uh, certain structures in our life to make us feel safer as if we are not in the unknown, but ultimately they can all um, go away from one day to the other. And I've been there before where all of my um, structure have left like in one week or one day or one month, there was like nothing there anymore. And I realized that I could, that was a possibility for me to choose whatever I wanted to do next and to create whatever I wanted to do next because nothing was holding me back. And I think that you can do that in a level of the material world in the sense of, I don't have a home, I don't have a house, I don't have a children, I don't have a partner or whatever. I can do whatever I want in the material world. But at the same time, when we go back to the conditioning, as we were talking about, and you say like I don't have anything holding me back as my personality or identity therefore I can be anything that I want and I can create anything that I want with my mindset with my thoughts with my emotions and I think that this place of the unknown in material or unmaterial way like aspects of life 
it's a very, as you said, it is a magical place if you have the aligned mindset. And I'm not even going to use the word right mindset or correct mindset or not, because I think that it's all ultimately about alignment. And we talked about this before, like you have talked a lot about how in your story, a lot of the things didn't go as you planned or as you expected. And I feel like you could either see this as life is working against me or life is working for me. And since January, you were intentionally having this mindset of everything that is going to happen is working out for me. So for example, in the uh, Swedish, like Dan Danish um, travel, you could be so obsessed with the fact that, oh my God, where am I going to stay for the weekend? Life doesn't like me. I'm a bad planner. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Oh my God, there are two only, only two days and I'm like, everything is working out badly. This isn't supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to be here. Or like you could have gone to the to the chalet in France and be like, oh my God, there are so many people. Oh my God, life is life hates me. This is not what I signed up for. Oh, oh my God, why is life doing this to me? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know where I'm staying anymore. Oh my God, should I go home? Like you could literally see all of the situations that happened to you as if life was going against you, against what you wanted, what you expected. But instead of doing that, you chose the path of like the magical alignment, whatever, seeing the unknown as a magical pot of possibilities. And then you were like, oh my God, this is so exciting. I have two days that I don't know what's going to do. How is the universe going to fill this up? Oh my God, this is so exciting. There are people here. How am I going to relate to them in this situation how what is life going to teach me about myself oh my god this guy is staying here like in the beginning you were like oh my god fuck this but then you were like oh my god this is so exciting let us see how the universe and how life is going to magically yeah. approach this and i think that this is the key it's like you can deal with fear because my question Uh, originally it was how are you dealing with fear in the unknown and I think that there are a lot of ways to deal with fear and I think that one of the ways to deal with fear of course is like releasing it from your body and doing like somatic experience somatic uh, release and things like that which we've done in the past however I think that's also another way of dealing with fear which is um, by experience which is then like you decide to ch you choose a mindset you're 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 intentional about it and then you see those micro changes in your life. And then instead of choosing fear, you choose expansion, you choose love, you choose soul, you choose to be in the mindset of this is all working for me. This is all ultimately a game. I'm going to stay in the level of soul. I'm going to stay in the level of the solution, which is the level of intuition of whatever the universe And I'm going to see how this is working out for me instead of, oh my God, like complaining, being the level of the ego of the mind of like, this is not working for me. I have to be in like controlling mode. Like you were never controlling anything. You are surrendering, you know? And I think that this is such a beautiful and inspirational way to deal with fear. It's really like honing into this mindset of everything is working for me i am going to anchor myself into the level of the soul into the level of the solution and i'm gonna surrender and give the universe space to show me how it is in fact like to prove to me how this is in fact working out for me instead of against me and i think that you can do that with everything in your life like um seeing every situation in your life even the things that the mind would label as bad as this is actually 
good like not because I, I, I don't like duality but this is actually in alignment for me like this is what i would prefer mm-hmm. to reframe it like that so and i think that is so inspiring and so actionable as well you know it is something that of course it's not easy no one saying that it's easy but it is actionable as well and i would also because one thing that i really wanted to kind of like touch on is the idea of money because and you'll soon soon understand why because i feel like it's so like some people they will listen to this podcast you know they will like look at my life and they're like ah she's like traveling the world she's like she was living in portugal now and then she was in the uk and then she was traveling all around and now she's living in greece like how is she sustaining herself or her parents like you know like they have, she has a trust fund or something like that and i have had multiple conversations about this with you because for you that's like not the case at all like you don't have a trust for or anything so you're talking about like traveling to all of these places and living in scotland and now like living in in france and now you're tra- like backpacking um through asia and i feel like a lot of people could hear you speaking about this and be like oh my god she's uh, so um like privileged you know so i would love for you to talk about a little bit like in the physical world like how you were making this work because i know that for you, like you're really uh, basing, uh, like using your mindset and using like the magic of the universe and also using tools like work away and things like that to make your your dreams come true, you know, instead of like having a trust fund or something. Not that that's bad, but you know, it's like, <laughs> no, I don't want anyone to listen to you. Yeah, I don't want anyone to <laughs> listen to you and say like, ah, but that's not for me, you know, like she's yeah. doing this because she has means to do it, you know? And yeah, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about that to make sure to mm-hmm. show how people, how it is something that anyone, you know, could, could I do. I think, um, firstly, I am very privileged and I am very aware of it and I'm very appreciative of it. There was a time in my life that I remember going into uni and meeting so many people from different backgrounds and realizing that I did grow up with a lot of privilege and that made me feel very guilty for a while. Like for a couple of years there, it made me feel very guilty. But having conversations with people and then being like, but you need to, you, like if you have the privilege, take advantage of it, make sure you use it and you expend it and you offer it. And I think now I try, I still have, we do have so many limiting beliefs on so many things. And I still do have a lot of things related to money and related to privilege. But I am very aware of it and I'm very appreciative of it now. Um, so I think that's the first thing, like, that I am very aware of how many of the opportunities that I've had that have been given to me. And I, as I said, I'm just very grateful for them. But as for the rest, how am I doing this? <laughs> we were talking about fear just now. And I kept, while you were talking, I kept thinking about, there's this quote that I really like that is, feel the fear and do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way that I like to, like in a way, that's how I like to do the whole fear thing that is feel it and be like, okay, this is frightening. I'm scared of this. But again, I'm, gonna trust and see what happens so as of right now i'm talking about oh yeah we want to go backpacking across asia i'm gonna be a hundred percent honest i have no idea how i'm gonna do that financially like i do have some money saved up it's not a lot 
but I'm honestly being like, we're going to find a way, like the universe is going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to give, I'm going to be given opportunity to create the resources to do this. Because if this is what I'm meant to do, which I think it might be, everything is going to work out. And like for me to be in this place now where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Asia and everything's going to work out. And I don't know how, but everything's going to work out. Like this did not come overnight. Like be arriving to this mindset and being able to be like, no, I'm going to, and I'm not even there yet where I'm like, I'm fully surrendering. No worries. Everything's going to work out. I'm not there yet, but I have walked a lot on this path, this path. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, honestly, I don't know how I'm going to do the whole Asia thing. Probably a lot of workaways, probably, I don't know, picking up some shifts here and there. I don't know. I'm still going to figure that out, but I'm going to figure that out. We're going to figure it out. Like the universe is going to guide me. And I'm really, really sure and trusting that I'm going to be guided to the best potential, the best way that I can do this. Um, so I think like it's really hard to explain this, how I'm doing this, because if I was having this conversation with me two years ago, um, because going back to like two years ago doing quarantine, I had, um, I was at home. I was living with my parents. I was dropping out of uni. I was trying to figure out, and I was on this space that felt like a void. I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going, or how I was going to get out of it. It was the the whole doing isolation in my house with myself. I did a lot of like personal internal work, but I did not really see how it get out of that and then linking to what we were talking just before this there was I remember seeing this quote um or like this post on Instagram where this girl and she's a she's a human design read and she's amazing and she was talking about how when you feel like you're in the void yes that's scary because that's the unknown and you you don't know how you're going to get out of it or what's going to happen but the void that there's so much space for possibilities like, if there's nothing there, as you said, like, anything can be created from it. And I remember two years ago seeing that and that really touching me, but not being able to implement it in my life and being mm. like, I, I understand the idea. And I think it would be great if I could just be like, yeah, I don't know how, but there's so much potential and I would just trust. But I was not able to do that two years ago. And it has been a process of so many different things allowing me to grow into the place that where I'm now that is to trust more because even a year ago even like six months ago if we had this conversation I would have been in this place of like I wish I could trust on life that much and really surrender but I don't really see how I can do it um mm -hmm. and I think for me Honestly, it's going to sound silly, but the, the, the lucky girl thing was really a pivoting point for me to be like, I'm going to just try it, see what happens in a silly way with little things. And then I started seeing life really pick up and being like, okay, like even with going to Denmark, I was like, how am I, how am I going to go for two away for two weeks to Denmark? Denmark is just an expensive place. And how am I going to do all this stuff? And have in mind, like I have a lot of, we all do. I have a lot of limiting beliefs around money and mine are usually surrounding. I don't have it. 
or what I do have, mm-hmm. I can't spend. I need to save. Mm-hmm. I'm very, and I'm working on it and I've been working on it for years, but I'm I still, there's a lot to go, but I'm very grasping of money and I'm very mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't really put it out there. And ideally, like I know it's, it's money's energy and it's flowing. And if I put it out there, it's going to come back to me. And I want to circulate money, but I have so many limiting beliefs that don't really allow me to do that, that I'm always so like, no, no, but I need to save because what if something happens? And, you know, mm-hmm. and I know where this is coming from. I know how it affects me and I'm working on it, but it's it's a long process of working on it. Um, and I think even like the whole thing with Denmark, like when I tell you, I don't think throughout the whole thing I spent more than like, I don't think I spent more than a hundred 150 euros in general wow. like with including the whole thing. plane tickets including plane trip tickets train tickets like everything wow. worked out i got amazing discounts a lot of the people that i stayed with they were just like oh don't worry about it like you're here i'll, I'll cover you like yeah. that happened so much that i basically had no expense and I, honestly i'm thinking now i don't know how that happened but it just it was really like just being like, no, everything's going to work out. I'll figure something. Life, life, we're going to figure something. And I think this right now makes me, one thing that I want to share is one thing that was life-changing or it has been life-changing for me is realizing that it's not me against life or life working for me or me working for life. It's working together. So it's not like, oh, life is going to, provide this to me well it is but it's more like as you said it's about oneness and providing and working together and i think co-creation co-creation and i think it's just like trusting and i i wish i had a a better and more solid way of explaining or not necessarily explaining but like sharing how i'm doing things but truth is i don't know I don't know how I'm mm-hmm. doing things, how I'm going to do things. I'm re- at this point, I'm really just putting it out there and being like, let's see what happens. Like, show me how good it can get. And yeah. really getting, like, having life to really show me in return. Because I think this whole relationship, because it is a relationship, whatever it is that you call it, if for you it's God, if it's life, it's the universe, if it's God's, whoever it's a relationship. It's a relationship that you're constantly nourishing and working on and you're building that, you're strengthening that together. So it's me putting myself out there and being like, okay, guide me, give me the opportunity and I'm going to be brave enough to take it. And in life, and this is just kind of a silly way of putting it, but life seeing that and being like, okay, so you're trusting. So I'm going to give you some more and us building that together. Like there was, I had an experience here. Um, Lately, because we, we have done together the work of to be magnetic. Yeah. And in to be magnetic, they talk a lot about tests. And for me, that was never a line. The idea that life is mm-hmm. testing me, it for me, it doesn't work. But the other day when I came here, I had the chance to, I went out one night. And again, not really a person that does that. And throughout the, the one night, I watched myself change and liberate myself and let go. And there was this guy, there was this boy that I was into. I had met him two days before. Like, I, no, I met him on that day. But I was like, I 
so quickly was into him, fell it not fell in love, but I was like messaging my mm-hmm. friends and I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. in love. This is the one, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had not been into a person or kissed a person in three years. I've not been involved. I've not been into anyone. There has been no action in the area. Um, but I have been lately being like, I think I'm getting ready to explore this, find a partner, share my life. Like I want to share my life. So I've been more open about it. And I've been like, life you know, let's try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Give me, give me an opportunity. And there was this one night and at the end, like I was very avoidant throughout the whole night and I'm very aware of like my things and my, me being avoidant, mm-hmm. but throughout the whole night, but at the end we kissed. Mm-hmm. And that for me was, I was so proud of myself after. And I was like, yeah, like life, let's do it. And again, if you had mentioned to me three days ago before that I would be kissing a guy, Annalise would not believe it. Annalise would not try to manifest that because in my mind, I was like, that's not going to happen. No. Um, But then after, the days after, I was like, I wish I had done so many things differently. Like, life gave me the opportunity to meet and interact with this incredible guy. And I didn't because I was afraid. Like, I didn't put myself out there. I didn't, I wasn't confident about, like, I've been talking to life and being like, give me the opportunity, I'm going to take it. And I didn't. So for a couple of days, I was a bit bitter and I was a bit upset with myself for not like life gave me this amazing opportunity. When I tell you that this man was everything and more that I've been asking for. And I like life offered me this amazing gift that was this man and I did not take it. So for a while there, I was like, ah, I keep going on and on about this and being like, life, show me how good it gets. And then life does show me and I'm not acting on it because I'm afraid and I was like well now life is not going to give me another opportunity because I failed like it was a test and I failed and throughout the days I started looking at this a little bit different and being like that's not actually what happened like it's not that life gave me an opportunity and I failed life gave me an opportunity and I grew a lot out of it yeah exactly I learned so much about myself and being confident and putting myself out there I I did get a kiss and it was a really nice kiss. Exactly. I learned that I actually want to do this because I went, especially like the last year, I've been like, I don't actually, like I don't see myself wanting to kiss someone. Like, you know, no. But I had that and I enjoyed it. And I was like, no, I actually do want to do that. Maybe I want to go out and meet someone new. Maybe I want to go on a date. I've I've never been on a date. I've had a relationship (laughs) for three years, but I've never been on, on like a first date. Um, so I've been learning so much about myself and now I know that if I have another opportunity similar to this and I meet another incredible person, I'm going to handle things a little bit different and maybe not straight away. I'm going to be able to put myself out there and be like, you're the one, let's do it. Not that I think that that man was the one, but I think what it had, it wasn't a test. It was an expender. Yeah, it was and a post, it was an opportunity for you to expand and expand learn myself. and evolve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I and I agree with you. I don't really like the idea of like someone telling me like this is a test and whatever. I feel like everything is a is an experience and it's a growing and expansion journey. You know, so yeah, I like while I you think... were saying like I didn't take it, I was like, of course you did take it. Like. You did exactly. learn from it and like you're talking so about it now. So, yeah. Yeah. 
And I think, I don't think when, um, I don't think that's in the, the intention when they say like, oh, it's a test. Then I don't think the intention is to show that you're testing each other because you're like working separately. I do think it's like working mm. together. It's just for me, the vocabulary doesn't, it's, yeah. it's not really good for me. Um, but I think that's what I've been learning a lot recently. It's not, life is not testing me or seeing if it can give me stuff. It's teaching me. It's giving mm -hmm. me constantly opportunities to grow and to evolve and to become even better. So if I fail or if it gives me an opportunity and I, I don't really take it or if a limiting belief or a condition, like a conditioning speaks louder, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I'll have more opportunities. I'll grow out of them. So especially with money, like I'm sure I've been given so many opportunities to outgrown certain conditions and certain beliefs that I didn't really take or that I failed at, like I'm quoting here, it's not that I'm failing at them or that I'm not, you know, that I'm not taking them or not succeeding at them. Like life once, my personal belief is that life, the universe, God, whoever, they want us to succeed. They want us to live our best lives. There, if I fail or if I don't take something or if something doesn't go as I think it should go, it's fine. I'm going to have more opportunities. I'm being yeah. guided. I'm being looked over. So I think that's the, like, I don't actually know where I'm trying to go with this, but yeah. with now what I'm going to do in the future or with money and things like that, or just overall looking at like our beliefs and all the conditioning we have um it's it is about trusting life and working with life and realizing that like we're here we're, we're doing this together and i think for me also when we think about because as i said i'm a quite spiritual person but we all have different ways of seeing our spirituality and communicating with it so one of my best friends she is um christian and she's very religious and her biggest relationship in life is god and she has this strange like just strong connection with god and her way of communicating with god the same way that my grandma who is very catholic have has like a really structured way of communicating with god and has mm -hmm. her relationship with God. For me, I realized that having this big, whatever it is, if it's the universe, God, life, it feels a bit intimidating to try to communicate with them. But when I think about, like sometimes I do my meditations and I think about a higher version of myself or it's like a deer or like I'm communicating with guides or mm -hmm. it's not necessarily smaller versions, but parts of the universe and I feel like with them if I make a mistake and I know with life if I make a mistake is fine but with them if I make a mistake or if something doesn't go as planned it's fine because I'm being holded I'm being guided I'm being take care taken care of so I think that's I think maybe that's what my point here is that yes fear yes limiting beliefs yes material limits such as money and resources but at the end of the day, 
I deeply believe that I'm here to live my best life. And life is here to help me do that and to make sure that I live that best potential. So if we work together, if I let go of my beliefs, my ideas, and I'm open to it and I surrender to it, everything is going to work out. And I, I keep repeating this, but I think that's that's the point that I'm kind of trying to bring. Like, if, yeah. if I trust and if I surrender, everything is going to work out. And I have no idea what I'm going to do with the money for Asia or if Asia is going to work out or what I'm going to do after this or when I'm going to meet my partner or how I'm going to come to make money or what career I'm going to, because we didn't even get into that. But if you ask me like, oh, so what's your job? What's your career? Oh, no. It, I've been doing different things, but I don't have anything right now. I don't have any yeah. path that I'm following. But maybe one day I want, to, I don't think I want to have a career. I don't think I'm one of those people that's going to go into something and, you know, develop that. I think I want to try many different things. We'll see. But know. again, you don't know because like we were talking so much about the conditioning, like right now in this moment, you say this, but like maybe tomorrow you want to like... Uh, like being a career you know and i exactly. think that i don't know leaning into that the conditioning leaning into that like allowance of fluidity of your identity and your care like the character of yourself i think it's really important and also one thing that you were talking about um the whole like Because I personally like to drop the duality of like failing or succeeding in life a lot because I think that that is more expensive and more in alignment with the soul that sees everything as experiences and everything as thing like this is period. It's not like this is bad, this is good, this is something it's like it is period. And I think it's way more expensive to see um, life in this way. Of course, it's like a challenge to, to, to do so. But um, when you were saying like, saying like, ah, if I fail at this or something like that, I don't think you ever get to fail at something when you really think about life in this like universal aspect. There's no failing uh, because everything is an experience. So there's something that one day I was talking to my boyfriend about and we were and I told him that the way that I see life it's like all the decisions that you make they are like little like there's this huge quantum field of possibilities and then every decision that you make like if you turn left you end up going to like the left quantum field you know like if you turn right you go to the right quantum field whatever but they all kind of like eventually we will lead to certain what we called quantum checkpoints and we even call each other it's really cute we call each other our quantum checkpoints because it's like eventually no matter what decisions we made prior like if i decided to when i was like in college if i decided to take a job in london instead of saying in sao paulo if i decided to go to mm -hmm. i don't know when i left Brazil, i decided to go to spain instead of going to portugal whatever eventually like there are those quantum checkpoints. Like I, I have, I had to meet him here, you know, like in this um, place, like in Crete. So we would end up meeting anyways, because life would ended up, would have ended up um, guiding me here anyway. So I believe that even like you could make like several different decisions in your life, but none of them are wrong because they're all part of the quantum field of possibilities, which already pre-exist because everything is in the now and all of the possibilities are in the now. And I think that eventually what is 
everything is like everything that you decide is kind of like meant to happen already no matter what you decide so you're not really failing because it's already in the possibility of the field if that makes sense i think we're like now getting to quantum mechanics and it's like getting really <laughs> yeah, woo and weird <laughs> yeah but i think and i think that eventually like at some point you will end up getting this like quantum checkpoints, you know? So like if you are meant to go to Asia, maybe you won't go in this year, but you will go next year, you know, or something like that because you're meant to be there. Your energy is meant to meet the energy of the place or something like that. And I love the fact that um, you are doing this out of trust and you are using so much the support of other abundances other than the currency of money you know like you're being supported by exchange and volunteer work you're being supported by other people that are wanting to give you things you know or whatever so it's so interesting to see how there are several ways to do things and to make things work for you in regards to whatever is meant to happen for you in the sense of you living your best and most aligned life through your soul not that you're keeping yourself small because you're not like creating whatever you want. You are keeping yourself aligned in the sense that you are allowing your soul to co-create with the universe and with life. And I think that your story is really inspiring and it's really beautiful that we get to share this here in this moment right now because we also surrendered a lot for this recording because this recording was happened was meant to happen like two months ago and we kept trusting that it wasn't the right moment and right now you have so much more to add to your story and but anyway so I, and i think i but i love the fact that we can have your story as an example to show that it's not only the currency of money that it will allow you to get to the places that you want to get and that you're supposed to get and then when you surrender and you allow the and you allow yourself to be again as i said in this level of the solution in the level of the soul you will receive things in different ways and you will start seeing abundance in different ways other than only the currency of money. And I think that when you are in this level of the solution, you will you are able to see life working for you. And then when you are able to see life working for you, you are able to be in the level of the solution when things feed off, off of the other. And I think that's uh, like a beautiful and inspiring experience and experiment to have as well yes <laughs> we're already at one hour 20 I so i think we can wrap it up but yes thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for us having this opportunity it's so beautiful to see your journey and our journey together like mine as well yes. in the past few years both of us were in brazil we wanted something um different and you know it's two years and we have created something different not really knowing how or when or where but you know it's really beautiful to see our evolution and transformation so thank you so much yes. for coming thank on and for, for yeah, for being a part of my life as well. One day, yes. hopefully, we'll meet in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Yeah. yeah. Do you have out. any less words from your intuition that you'd like to share with us? I just want to say that the, the process of trusting life is a process. And it's a long one. It can be a very long one. And it can be a it's not as simple as, okay, so I'm going to wake up tomorrow and just start like, 
surrendering. Like it's a process and you can try many different things and something's going to stick eventually with you. Like for me, I think what was really the pivoting point was the lucky girl thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, just have in mind and be like kind to yourself enough to realize it's not that simple to just trust life. And it's a, it's a deconditioning process. It's a long, it doesn't necessarily need to, need to be long, but it could be long and difficult. Um, but very, very worth it. And yeah, very worth it. I love it. And I'm just I love it. Thank at the you. beginning. Yeah. Well, we'll Thank see. You very much we'll have you on the show really in nice. some months and, and update people on your journey. <laughs> that could yes. be really fun. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. I hope this episode gives you some kind of inspiration for you to integrate this mindset of realizing that life is always working for you instead of against you and hoping that you can start seeing your life as a gift and everything that happens to you as a gift so this is something that I am really trying to do in my own life whenever something happens that it wasn't what I expected or what I wanted previously I always try to see how is this life gifting me and how is this life working out for me instead of against me even if it is something that's happening just for me to learn a lesson knowing that this lesson will help me expand and help me get you exactly where I want to go um, but this is just you know a stepping stone in the process so yeah I really really hope that this episode gave you this little sparkle of luckiness in your day make sure to share this episode with someone who might be needing a little bit of the sparkle as well and if you want to connect with me or with Annalise in any of our social media you can do so through the links in the description of this episode as well and yeah I hope you have and create a very lucky day and I'll see you in the next episode bye